Welcome to the Triathlete Hour. Today is our Olympics episode. If you haven't watched the men's and women's races this week, I'm going to tell you first off, spoiler alert. Today, Sid and I are dissecting the men's and women's races and looking ahead to what to expect in the relay. So if you haven't seen them, go and watch them. You won't be disappointed. And if you have, stay tuned to find out everything about what happened, what we were looking for, and what we're looking for later this week. Power your next adventure with Outside Plus. Our Outside Plus membership gives you access not just to exclusive triathlete content, but to content across all our network brands like Backpacker, Velo News, Outside Magazine, and Trail Runner. With an annual membership, you get two magazine subscriptions, two Velo Press books, a library of resources like yoga journal meditation classes and clean eating meal plans, gear and event discounts, access to Gaia GPS dozens of training plans through today's plan software and a free finisher picks package each year all for just $99. This is the world's best resource for training, nutrition, know-how and how to join at triathlete.com backslash outside plus that's outside P L U S one word.com. All right, Sid, I know we both haven't slept much in the last two days, all Olympics, all the time. It's been pretty exciting, though. I feel like the best thing is, I think in both races, the person who was best won. Yeah, definitely agree. Like, I mean, obviously, that's like a the person who won on the day was the best athlete. But I do sure. think it kind of went to, I don't know, I think they were favorite Popular winners is another way of putting it. Like, I mean, they were clearly the be- like the way they w- raced and won. They deserved to win. Um, but I think just everyone... There was a classic, I think, um, because of, if people have been watching the Olympics and they might have seen some of the women's road race cycling and, and other things like that, there was so much uh, messages going out on social media about how awesome the triathlon racing is and that everyone just seems to be genuinely happy for each other and the podium athletes when they cross the line. And so I definitely think that was kind of, you felt that coming across as well. Oh, for sure. Okay. I feel like I should say like, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the Olympics, we're about to tell you what happened. Because for sure. (laughs) If you don't want to know the results, switch off for the next like half an hour, come back later. (laughs) Because for sure. I mean, after, so Flora Duffy won, after she won, she like, I mean, she laid down on the ground and like cried. And then she got up and she was for sure like cheering for uh, Georgia and Katie come. I mean, she was like jumping up and down for Katie, which was yeah. great. And then, you know, the men won. And I mean, there's pretty, I mean, Christian didn't get up and cheer for anyone. He was like vomiting on the ground. But then the <laughs> other two guys like helped him up and carried him to the medical. Uh, so and yeah, they, it was pretty. And they were hugging and high-fiving because I think they're pretty close friends. So Alex E and Hayden Wild. And they, you know, they're similar age. They're pretty young. Um, so they were just super stoked. And then just all the all the interviews and stuff afterwards like there was a brilliant interview on BBC after the women's race and they were interviewing Georgia and then Jess Limith came over and she was just like this girl's freaking awesome and then Vicky came in and it was you just could see the the energy and the rapport that the, the British girls have and I do feel it's like that like through the through the field on both both sides and stuff like that the other thing that I was like if there's somebody all the pros don't like there's probably a reason yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you ever pay attention, you're like, eh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about the women's race first. I mean, to me, and I know, I know, I, I know, I've been rooting for Flora forever. Personal favorite, love yeah. her. 
But to me, it was like such a big deal. I mean, it took her four Olympics. And if you look at the progression, I mean, she was second in the world as a junior. Thought Everyone thought she was. And then she DNF'd her first Olympics in Beijing, quit the sport, finally came back, was like 47th in London because ups and downs, was eighth at Rio. And now, right? I mean, that's like took so long to finally get here. <laughs> yeah, I think she was sort of favorite in the, well, before sort of Gwen Jorgensen um became so dominant I think there was that Flora Gwen sort of and and I think Flora was one of the favorites in the couple of years leading into Rio but then just had those injuries again and it just took that edge off her and then Gwen was so dominant going in um and even the last four now five years like leading into Tokyo like it's not been easy for Flora she's not she's had ups and downs and injuries and so Oh, she was out for more than a year. Yeah. I mean, she was really dominant after Rio, right? Like, that yeah. was when she really had a breakthrough and then, like, won every race in 2017. Yeah. And then she was injured and didn't race for over a year. Yeah. Like, that's crazy, right? And if we think about her dominance as well in Xterra of what she's done right. there and things like that. But I think for the last... I think Leeds, you... We've always known how good she is. Like, And, and you can see that she races. she's raced a few half distance as well. Um, you can see it on the technical courses... Um, yes, she's again had some ups and downs this year, and like, well, as everyone has, but with injuries specifically. And the race in Leeds just, you know, and she time trialed it off to join that front pack. But I think that was that whole, it gave her enough of a kick that she wasn't going to make that mistake of missing the swim pack in Tokyo. Yeah. She was like, if this is mine to win, I need to be on it. And, and that's what she saw. She put herself in the right place the whole day. Um, and gosh, she shot out of transition, and you're just like, I, you're I like, think done, she's it's over. On. <laughs> <laughs> she's like that's all she can see, and she's got the the glasses on that they all, a few of them had. It, it almost was like they got. I thought they've got like regular yeah. or something, and I was like, is this some like or this AI and in, artificial intelligence that's like just zoning them all in? And she she just looked. Oh, I mean, she just looked so good on the run, so good. She so, looked so good, and I mean, honestly. People were somebody asked me after what surprised you, and literally the race went down exactly as I thought it was going to go down. It was exactly the podium I thought it was going to be. Every, which is almost surprising more because I was so nervous <laughs> that someone was going to crash. Like, because the only thing at that point they raced in a tropical storm. Yeah. It was raining the whole time. God, what did we look at? Thirty only thirty four people finished yeah. out of fifty fifty three started. That's huge. Like huge numbers of people got lapped. DNF. There were crashed. It was a mess. So I was. I was worried. It was basically one of those things where it was surprising that it went exactly the way it should have, like I thought it was going to go. Cause yeah. Oh, I was, I once they, I was just waiting for them to be done biking. I was like, just, just well, finish biking without crashing. Well, you say that because I mean, yes, every time that course was, there's so many turns and on every turn, there seemed to be like a Pelican crossing of white lines in every direction, which you just were like in the rain. I was like, every time I went around a corner, I was like holding my breath which does again show the caliber of that front pack of riders mm-hmm. in their skills and also like Nicholas Beering in that chase pack. But then like you got onto the run and I, I think I tweeted out saying something like, but do we all remember Jan fell over in his tri battle during the run in the rain? Like it is not over yet. Cause I was just thinking if you'd got, if they all came off together and it was like a, a neck to neck, you know, shoulder to shoulder run battle and they went round a corner and like someone wiped out there. I was like, Oh gosh. I was like, <laughs> No, honestly, I mean, we were talking classic pessimist in me that something's always going to go wrong and it's going to be destroyed. I mean, 
granted, I, I was like super nervous, fingers crossed, hoping to be. But there was a part of me that when the when Jess Learmonth put down as she needed to, like she played her cards, she put yeah. down a crazy swim to break yeah. it up, string it out. And when that front group of seven, yeah, it was a six yeah. and then one Laura kind of caught up seven, pulled away on the second lap of swim. I was like, I think the race is over now. I think that group stays away and never comes back. And that's it. Assuming nothing goes wrong. Because, I mean, they they basically did exact Like, they knew, Jess knew she had to swim hard and break it up. They yeah. knew they had to stay away and avoid crashes. Like, you don't want to be in a big group. Yeah. And they knew that they needed not to, like, make it a mess. Right? And so everyone, like, did what they knew they needed to do. Which I thought was kind of, I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah, and I think that group, that front pack, I mean, there's a massive amount of bike power in that pack uh, and skill. And I think they just thought because of the conditions and a smaller group, they didn't have to be crazy on the bike. They just all needed to get get through. And I think the fact that, I mean, Nicola Spirik had a, an incredible race. She pretty much led the chase pack round herself. And even on the last lap, she took out 16 seconds, which was pretty pretty impressive. Um, but I think that front pack probably knew that they just needed to, yeah, like you said, sort of get around, play safe. They didn't need to be silly. And they all had that same interest of going, this was this was their best shot. They didn't need, they didn't want the chase pack um, catching them up. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, I said, uh, we were, t- obviously everyone was texting me and talking I was like, I don't think they're going to get caught. I don't think. And somebody was like, Flora will leave and take off before they get caught. She is not going to stick around. Yeah. But I was also very, very. Go on. I was going to say, I was very, very impressed, though, too, with Katie. Katie's a Ferris. I mean, I think we all know, we've talked about it plenty of times. She had a very rough start to the year. Lots of controversy around her selection. Certainly, like, was she going to be in form? Were we going to see 2019 world champion Katie? You know. I think and we did. And we did. We did. And I think there's also this whole thing to, like, I think the confidence. Like, she just needed her confidence back, right? I don't actually think she put in huge amounts of, like, she didn't get fitter in the four weeks between selection and now. You had the That's pressure, not what had, right. You no. had the pressure taken off of right. having that slot, and that gave her the confidence that she could put behind her to some extent the last few months, I think, and mm-hmm. just race relaxed and yeah, whatever it got. And yeah, I mean, I think like as soon as when they came out of the first lap of the swim, and she were and they went over the over the pontoon, and there she was, and it was like oh, she's back. Oh, wow. Katie's there kind of thing. Because she's not had great swims in the last few races. And suddenly it was like, she she's in there. That's that's in the seven. Yeah. No, for sure. And she um and then when they took off out of T2 and it was Katie and Flora neck and neck. Honestly, a year ago when the Olympics were supposed to happen, I, uh, this is, I was like, this is what I wanted. I wanted to see Katie versus Flora a year ago. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was super cool. And it's just, I mean, it, it, it's it's funny as well. I mean, I'd have liked, it, it would have been awesome, I think, if we'd have seen coming out of T2, um, Katie, Flora, and then Georgia Taylor-Brown, like, together. Right. Just, for, I don't think the result would have changed kind of thing, but just starting to running together. Obviously, um, Georgia Taylor-Brown got a flat tire in the last couple of K and sort of ran it in, so she lost a bit of time. But it would have been cool to see them all run out starting the run sort of shoulder to shoulder or whatever because they've all got such different running styles Mm -hmm. as well um and again I don't think it would have changed the result I think Duffy was just so locked on that day I mean so dominant 
Um, she won by over a minute, but yeah. for sure, if Georgia had been right there, she would have hung in longer. She is the, the those two are like yeah. the class runners of that field. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, very impressed Georgia Taylor Brown flatted was like, was with it enough to think like, if I stop, like I saw her look at yeah. the, at the, the wheel, whatever it's called and decided, no, it'll take more time. I'll ride it in and like rode the flat tire. It was like, oh my God, her going around the corners on a flat was like, uh. In the wet. Like, so, yeah. so it's one, it's one where you get a flat tire and you're riding in on carbon rims on, yeah. you know, on a technical course like that. But add in the wet and like heart, one of those turns was like on blue carpet and stuff like that. And it was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But she kept it together and then she ran all the way back up to second. So, I mean, very like that took some some hot yeah. top level like keeping it together so but yeah it was a crazy i don't think people realize further back how many people didn't finish like yeah. you didn't realize that you looked at the list i mean it was a third of the field it was over a third of the field yeah got lapped crashed yeah, mechanicals coverage, yeah we saw some of the crashes in like the first few laps of the bike mm-hmm. but then most of the coverage focused on like the front pack and then Spirig leading that chase pack. And you didn't really see, like, I didn't realize till afterwards that like Vicky Holland had got caught up in a crash. And so she'd, she'd, she meant she'd lost time and had dropped back to sort of that third pace group. And then there was almost sort of a whole pack that got lapped out, which was like just crazy. And I think, yeah. And you didn't yeah, see I mean, that. Pack that got lapped, the pack that got lapped out had like Ashley Gentle in it. Like yeah. these are not, these are not, not slow people. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, the other question I had, though, and we'll talk about the relay in a second, is if some of those people, I mean, so many people didn't finish, you have to start to wonder, did some of them start to think, I'm going to save myself for the relay? Like, on this day, with this weather, I don't want to crash, and, like, like, if I crash, our team's out of the relay, if I, like, break a wrist, right? Like, so did some of them just kind of tap out? Yeah, and and stupidly, having, we've talked about it for weeks, I hadn't even thought about that until you'd said, but, yeah, maybe, I thought about it during the men's race. Like, would people start sort of just easing off and stuff? But um, I hadn't thought about it in the women's with so many people not finishing. But I and, and maybe that was a reason that so many of them did get lapped out is that they were far behind. And so they weren't pushing the pace because of the conditions. And they were kind of like, well, the race is almost gone. Um, I mean, when you do have that risk of crashing and you only have four people for a relay, if you crash and are injured and out, I mean, and then this gets to, and we can talk about this more in a second. This gets to, at that point, could they bring in their alternate? Is if, that If you've taken one and you, right. to be able to take an alternate or a reserve, they still have to be in, did I see something where they still have to be 140th ranked or in that top, they still have to have a ranking of such. Right. Um, but I mean, we've, we haven't talked about the men's race and we've gone to the relay, but um, the South Africans have had to pull out of the relay, mixed team relay, because Richard Murray had pulled out of the men's race anyway, because we know he's had some heart issues mm-hmm. and stuff like that and had some surgery. So that kind of made sense in terms of the stress for an Olympic distance on him. Right. And then, but as a result from the individual, Henry Schumann's got a stress fracture. So he's huh. now can't race. And so he's had to pull out, but they don't have anyone else. They don't, they don't have a reserve. So Richard Murray was just like tweeting out, oh gosh, my year just gets better and better, doesn't it? However, I think Rachel Klammer's fourth place hopefully gives him a little bit. I know it's not his Olympic dream, but right. together as a partnership between the two of them, I hope that gives him a little bit of a... a, a I always wonder about the, uh, like, uh, yeah, I mean, we talk, I've always wondered about the couples. 
Like, are you, if you have a really bad race, the other person has a good race, like, is that like a, is it all, like, how do you feel about that? <laughs> like, it's often the way though, isn't it? They say in, like, if we look at Kona as well, it's very rare that both couples have good days. Mm-hmm. And I think, I'm trying to think now in the Olympics, was there anyone that's couples that have had up there that had both had good days? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, and like not in triathlon, in judo, there was like a, and fencing, fencing, there was like a couple where they both won gold, but you know, different, yeah. different sport. So, <laughs> let's talk about the men's race though too. Let's not just talk about the women, the men. I know the women's was awesome. I'm still buzzing. I mean, the, they were completely different races is what yeah. was also crazy. Cause the men's race happened the day before in like hot, humid conditions, uh, everybody was like passing out and throwing up at the end. And then, the, you know, a day later we're in like a, it wasn't technically a typhoon. It was a tropical storm and the women are racing in rain. Right. Yeah, so it was and, completely and different race. And it was pretty cold because they're all in dry road. Because mm-hmm. I thought maybe even though it's raining, maybe it's still pretty, it'd still be pretty warm over there. But they're all in like dry robes trying to keep warm at the, before the race. I think it was very up and down. Like they yeah. were, it looked miserable before the yeah. start because they were like still in the bulk of the rain. But then later it looked, it was just like super yeah. humid once the sun came out and got, but the men the day before it was just hot and humid. It was like 80% humidity. I mean, the, the, the temperature outside wasn't actually that bad, but the water temperature was like, it barely made the cutoff. It was like 86, 87 degree water. It was pretty, pretty brutal. Yeah. What I thought was funny though, was after the race, they asked, like, at the press conference, they were like, how do you deal with the, humi- the heat and humidity? And Christian Blumenfeld, notoriously, like, insane guy with training and prep. He was like, I really, it really could have been hotter. I was kind of disappointed. It wasn't that hot. <laughs> like, oh, do, you think, do you think that? Well, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because they've known what the conditions are going to be like for five years yeah. now, not not four years, for five years or longer than that. So they've had time to prepare. I, I, there have been some other comments about the other races with the swimming finals being in the morning and people can't swim as fast and it's kind of like you've known this for a while sort of thing and I guess with triathlon again they've kind of known it's going to be hot I wonder if it's their white the Norwegians though it's their uh their white tri suits that he was Mm -hmm. wanting to really uh test them out with more extreme heat (laughs) yeah yeah I mean he called out the suit which I know everyone's been making fun of because it looked like he was running around in his underwear and heart rate strap but he called out the suit as specifically an innovation that his team, they, it was fabric, unlike anything else anyone was wearing, that they prepared specifically for this race. So he has had this race like circled, underlined for well over, and, well over five years. Like, yeah, and he's not, he's not being quiet about it either. Like no. I was, you know, in his post-race interviews that I saw, he's like, I put it out there that I wanted to win the Olympics. I haven't shied away from it mm-hmm. so it's been that pre- it's ha- I've had that goal but there's been the pressure because I've been so vocal about it and yeah the, the Norwegian Norwegian team were in down here in Barcelona a few weeks ago testing out I think they've got a white suit and a blue suit nice. and like testing it out around the velodrome and stuff like that um there's actually a few countries in white suits though a lot of white yeah 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 uh... Yeah, I mean, I think to be clear, like people kept being like, oh, that could go so badly. I was like, guys, like, I think they put a lot of time and testing into this. Yeah. I think they got some stuff underneath. Like, I wouldn't worry yeah. about it. It'll be fine. <laughs> but Christian Def, I mean, to that note, the men's race also went down pretty much the way we thought it was going to be. We thought yeah. it was going to come together, like that there were going to be groups, but then it would come together into a big pack and come down to the run. And that's, um, that's exactly what happened. 
well, and then, you know, that the, that run just became a race of attrition, which is pretty yeah. much what we thought would happen. And people just slowly like fell off the back, fell off the back, fell off the back. What was crazy was that Kevin McDowell was not one of the people that fell <laughs> off the back. I kept, I was like, holy shit, he's still there. But then and secondly, neither, and neither was Johnny Brownlee. Right. They both yeah. like hung in there, which you're like, way to go. But yeah. then when they really turned the screws on and the front three pulled away and then it was the three of them. I think we all were like, well, Christian's the slowest runner out of these three. Like, and he literally, he like clearly, literally just wanted it more. Like that was, it was just like, he wanted that win more. It was all pure, pure guts. Yeah. That was the, the Duffy, like the Duffy locked onto that finish line in the women's race. I think Christian was just like, yes, these two Hayden Wild and, and Alex Yee are on paper, the faster runners. Um, but it's their first Olympics. They're still new. They're still fresh. They're probably going to be happy with any medal kind of thing. Maybe. I don't know. Whereas he'd been so focused on it. I just like when he sprinted, when he kind of, cause he would go to the front and Hayden went to the front during the race and then Alex would go back in front and Alex just looked so calm and composed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so did Hayden to be fair. And Christian just looked uncomfortable the whole time but that is how he runs and races so you kind of went okay I think he's okay he just looks much more uncomfortable compared to the other two um but then yeah when he said and he went from a long way out he went from like about a little over a k yeah yeah and and you kind of went okay maybe they'll let him then go and then they'll be able to do a, a faster sprint finish at the end but it then just kind of that elastic went and you're like, oh, wow. And he just hauled it. He, there was no stopping him then. Yeah. I mean, I think he knew that if it came, it's like one of those things where like we were talking about the women's race, like he knew he couldn't let it come down to a sprint finish. If he yeah. wanted to win, he had to go hard. He had to go as hard as he could with like one and a half K to go. And so he did, right? And it's like, well, this is going to be painful, but this is the card I have to play. Yeah. And so he did. And I just like, and there's something I find like impressive about being like, well, this is what I have to do. And so I do it. Like, yeah. Like, and it was kind of probably one of those, you know, it was a boom or bust for him. Like he right. he wanted that gold medal and that was what he knew he had to do. And if it played off, he would get the gold, which he did. And if it didn't, like he gave it a shot and he, I don't think he'd have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was also this picture. I don't know if you, I mean, so I feel like there are two pictures that really kind of like the race, right? Like in the women's race, there's this picture of Flora, like jumping up and down as yeah. Katie's running towards the finish. And, uh, and George is like laying on the ground because she had just finished. And then there's this picture of the men's race of Christian still like laying on the ground in with the right. finisher banner like over his face. Yeah. And the other two guys are like hugging and like she like uh laughing with each other, like standing yeah. up. And you're like, he clearly just wanted it more than yeah. you. Like that's that's all there was. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like no one else in sight, and like there's no one else um down that finish shoot. It's just uh, it's pretty it's pretty impressive. Yeah. There was another picture I saw that there was like a it was a drone shot of the men's finish area and it's literally just like bodies Little. everywhere. Yeah. And then obviously Christian started vomiting and then people were falling over and you're like, oh don't fall in the vomit. Like, oh no, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I think I think you saw that that like we said, their conditions, I think just having that hot, humid for the whole race, um, and then what that did to the run. And also Oh, I don't know whether it's any different for the run you're running in a there's a, a there's a big pack of men out 
at the start of the run so it's a lot maybe it's more stressful I don't know I've never been in that situation um whereas the women like strung out pretty quickly and yeah it's still hot and it was those conditions and yes you've still got people chasing you and things but you can probably focus a little bit more on yourself and just getting running through I don't know yeah I mean, for sure, the one thing about big packs is it's hard to get, like, water at every aid station. And I did see uh, Kevin McDowell, the American, handing water, like, yeah. to the other people because he could reach it. So, you know, not not everyone's, not everyone's like, yeah. all, anything to win. Yeah, Everybody's, like, right. nice to each other. Right. Um, but we were talking earlier about the relay. So, obviously, the big question now is, you know, well, I guess Norway doesn't have a team. But I was going to say, after you vomit, it have to be, like, wheeled off in medical and, like, Hayden had to like help him to the medical tent. Do you come back for the relay? <laughs> like, yeah. how does that go? <laughs> but we say they don't. We don't think they've got a relay team. No, nor- so Norway doesn't have a team. Obviously, yeah. the big contenders are U.S., France, Great Britain, Australia, yeah. um, Belgium, and then yeah. I mean, I don't know if so. Yelly jeans, however you say it, uh, was COVID yeah. popped going into the individual race but he's been saying he might be back for the relay because he'll be outside he's, of the days he's definitely traveled he's not in Girona anymore I can, I can say mm. that one um but I, I guess I don't know what their protocol is once they get to Tokyo so to be able to travel he'll have had to have several negative tests right. to get on the plane and to get off the plane at the other end um and then yeah I mean yeah we're assuming he's out there and it, it's clear to play to race the relay um but i think like you said the contenders are us france and britain now it's gonna be interesting because i would say out of those three nations britain are probably on the high as in with the result from the individual race so there's that momentum of um that would carry them forward and there'll be i think jess limith i don't know who's in the relay but if jess is in like she's surely got to be with her swim and bike um she'll be fired up and stuff like that I, th- I do feel sorry for her I don't think her result was what oh I don't deserved is the wrong word because everyone deserves a great result but um I, I would have liked to have seen her a little bit higher up and I'm sure she would but you know I think they'll be fired up the Brits will be fired up with that high of those two silver medals for Alex and Georgia for the relay and then conversely though um the French, you know, maybe, or the US with performance. Oh, actually, the US are probably on the high. Like, oh, Kevin, I mean, I think the US. Exactly. And yeah. Then, I mean, yeah. Good. Kevin did well. And then obviously, I don't know for sure who the other woman is going to be, but I'm guessing it's Taylor. And yeah. I mean, she had, you know, first Olympics, like, yeah, she didn't make yeah. the swim pack and she was further back, but she did fine. But the big thing is Morgan. I mean, he <laughs> was not, he didn't, he didn't do well. And he said he didn't do well. He was not, he just, it was not there. Yeah. And I, I don't think he's going to be happy about that. You've got these two things where you've got athletes who had great races and they're sort of riding the high into the relay and it's such a buzz for the relay. And then you've got the athletes that didn't have the great races in the individual event who will be so fired up to, for the relay. It's kind of everyone's just going to be chomping. I think it's probably like, a, why didn't you have a good race, right? And for Morgan, like he just had a shitty race. Like yeah. he got a penalty and he clearly kind of, at first I thought something was wrong with his bike because he yeah. went just backwards but he said basically he just it just was and I think once the penalty came and he wasn't he just kind of emotionally checked out gave up and so that kind of like not doing well if you bounce back from it you're just like angrier right you're just like yeah. I that 
he feels it's bad, right? Yeah, it's funny though, because because I thought with his running, I was like, oh, he's got a fifteen second penalty. That's not it's not ideal when you've got a, a, the Olympic Games right. final. But he's such an amazing runner. I was like, he could still do something pretty special here. And then that's when I wasn't sure because he seemed just to be sort of dropping off the back of the group on the bike. So I was like, oh, is there something else kind of not going on? But I think he'll be pretty fired up. And the same, I think, like you look at the French uh, on the women's side, um, and I'm going to butcher her name, but she came fifth and had a great race. And she was super, she was celebrating like she'd got a medal coming over the line. Right. Per- Periol? Leone, yeah. yeah. But then Cassandra um, Bogran, who's usually their star, got lapped out or yes. DNF'd. I'm not sure if she got lapped out, DNF'd. So, you know, we're back to like. Yeah. And then Vincent didn't be. have the race he would have wanted and a lot of people were kind of expecting um so does that make him more fired up to and and they are the french are the world number one ranked yeah i think the us will win i think i mean i think obviously the big question i mean not to like taylor nib's a fantastic biker and everything but she is certainly like uh, you know, the slower swimmer out of those four. And so, you know, that'll kind of be the, like, how does this, how does this go down? But they are ready to beat the French. They are so ready. Uh, so, okay. I, I will go, <laughs> I will be loyal. I'm going to go team GB. <laughs> I have to, I got my, my uh, team GB merchandise that I bought arrived this morning, which was great timing for the individual event. So I will be wearing that for the relay. So I will say, no, the, the Brits will win. The relay. <laughs> I mean, the reality is it probably comes down to Morgan and Alex running it out down the finish, like yeah. neck and neck. So. Actually, it could but, be, I mean, look at that. It could be like, yeah, it'll be Morgan, Alex, and maybe Vincent trying to chase them down. Yeah. If everybody, you know, what's the whole, if everything goes according to plan. And so yeah. far, things have mostly gone according, except for the boat that stopped the men. Things have mostly gone according to plan. You know, and that was so funny because, well, it wasn't funny at all. It was not, it was pretty it was terrifying. Bizarre, terrifying. Yeah. But it was funny in the fact that when I was watching the race and I, I didn't see the boat to start with because I was kind of like, Funnily enough, I'd got three screens with three different broadcasts going on and I missed the start. I don't know how you do that. Um, But then obviously heard them going, oh, it was a false start. And then they did the replay. And I was like, no, that wasn't a false start. They went in the buzzer. Like, why didn't half the field jump in? Um, And it was obviously over a bit later that you then got those aerial shots of the boat and you were like, what were you doing? (laughs) Like. Yeah, I mean, false starts the phrase we've all been using because there's like not even another phrase for like yeah, there was a boat blocking. But a false start would appear that it's the athlete's fault. It wasn't right. the athlete's fault. Nobody false started. They went on the gun. They and just- then, I mean, a number of people, my like coworkers and stuff, we were were like, well, it took them so long. It took the officials so long to get everyone to come back and to stop. And you're like, guys, I don't think they have like a protocol for that. <laughs> like, I don't think that's ever happened before. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing I noticed in the swim for the men's event, it was like those boats were so close to the swimmers. Mm. And like just the fume, well, not only that, you've got the wake of the boat for those swimmers right. that are further back and then the fumes that they were, because they were all motorized. And you did notice in the women's event that they were given a little bit more space. Mm. Yeah, It was also choppier at the women's event because yeah. of the tropical the storm typhoon. Yeah. 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 
I mean, if you put, if you watch any of the surfing or sailing, yeah, shit's fucking crazy. So well, the, the yeah. rowing, the rowing was postponed. The rowing's being mm-hmm. delayed by a couple of days. The surfers are all loving it. They're like, yeah, bring on the typhoon. Yeah. It's better ways for us. The sailors are probably as long as they've got some wind. Um, yeah, how does so. sailing work? That's a whole nother conversation. I love sailing, but I have no idea how they start the races and how they work. <laughs> oh, it's nuts. I watched it. People were running into each other, capsizing. It's crazy. So <laughs> yeah. uh, this is not the Olympics. Crazy things keep happening. It feels super nuts. But the triathlon, I feel like what I've heard from all the like mainstream, like it they aired the last 20 minutes of the men's race on NBC here. And all of a sudden, all these mainstream people watching it, and they were basically like, what is happening? Right? So all they saw was you know, all the guys running as hard as they could, passing, like, throwing up, passing out. They're like, what? Like, yeah, so the mainstream coverage is, or the mainstream perception of triathlon has been, these guys are insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> but we've all known that we're all a bit crazy anyway. <laughs> and then the next day you see the women start, and again, it was on regular TV because it was, like, the first race. And you see them just start in the rain, and you're yeah. like, why are they racing in a typhoon? Yeah. What is why, why is this rain not? Why is this race not cancelled for the day? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh. so definitely crazy. But I, they kind of, if they had cancelled it, it would have impacted the relay, and there would have been water quality issues. So they went ahead. It was fine. Very crazy. And very was, excited for the relay, and it was good. They didn't alter the race either. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I did wonder at one point in the run when Flora Duffy was just like hammering. I was like, she does know it's a ten k and not a five k this time. Like in the test event, it was a five k, but it's ten this time. She's she's holding like, it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, she knew. Look, there is not a thing she didn't know about this race. Okay, she watched tape. She has binders. She is ready to go. And I think people. Yeah, the announcers were also like, "Oh, is she going out too hard?" And I was like, "No, no, she is not. No. She doesn't do that. That's not a mistake." All right, I, I don't know. Actually, I'm sure they must have the splits somewhere. It'd be great to see her. The splits. It is up. Yeah, laps. I'm sure it's pretty. She didn't. I mean, she also ran bad. a 33, a 33 flat 10k is yeah. fast. Yeah. So yeah, but I think, like you said, she there would not have been an ounce of preparation that she had not covered and I think the same with Christian I think him and the Norwegian team um you know and he did it he you know they he said we did it and and all of them as part of that I think they were no stone unturned Mm -hmm. on that and I want to say though too before we go the commentators at least here in the U.S. kept saying oh well she's from a tiny island she doesn't have any support she's all here by herself and I kept being like let me introduce you to Dan Dan does everything. He's there. He's got it under control. He is Team Bermuda there in support crew. Yeah. And I think she did have, um, I think I saw Lawrence, who's uh, Lawrence. Um, oh, gosh. Memory blank. Anyway, a uh, really good running coach. Fruz lives in California, Southern California. He was out there as well, I think, as part of her, part of triathlon Bermuda, Bermuda triathlon. You're like, I think, I think they've got this under control. Yeah. I don't think this, what is it now? She's so she's now got she's the first first medal for Bermuda, isn't it? Or the she's the first gold medal in any sport ever. Ever. And as ever. a female, and as a nation with the what was it, the smallest population or, or something like that. Yep. She's also the first in that race. Yeah. That race. yeah. But I think And if you She's got it under control. I say, if you've never been there, she's also like a massive celebrity. Every yeah. person on that island was watching that race last night yeah. and was I up think, partying. I think um, Tyler Butterfield, who's obviously also from Bermuda originally, I think he posted something on social media and there was a boat in the harbor in Bermuda just like 
foghorn was going in celebration after she won and everyone was just like beeping down the streets and stuff it's hard to explain she was a huge celebrity before yeah like now it's just gonna be like yeah unreal she'll be be queen of or you know (laughs) queen of bermuda (laughs) queen of bermuda all right well stay tuned for the relay this in the u.s it's on friday it's on friday at 6 30 p.m eastern time same channels and streaming as before, though I do think, again, they are going to put some on prime time because people want to see what the hell is going on. We want to see this crazy thing. Yeah. It's a, it's an hour later than the individual races yes. were. So, yes. it's, yeah, for us in Europe, it's half midnight. Brilliant. <laughs> Stay up. It'll be fine. We don't need to sleep Stay for up. the next two weeks. No. no. All right. We'll be back next week then to wrap up all our Olympics coverage. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks to Sid for chatting. Very excited about the races this week. And good luck to all of the athletes out there. Rubber side down, best effort all the way through the finish line. <laughs>